Hey, what's up, Cubs fans? I'm Joe Maris. You can follow me on Twitter at Joe Maris, J-O-E-M-A-R-R-A-S. Here to talk about a Cubs 8-6 to loss in 10 innings. You know, plenty, unfortunately, you know, it's a, it's a loss, a series opener loss. But at the same time, there's plenty to be happy about today. A lot of fight shown in the Cubs today. Hendricks was on the mound. So overall, it's not a lost night. If you're expecting the Cubs to show up every day and win, I think it's about time to lower those expectations. So, and I think today was a, a great sign of that, especially playing the Southsiders. They're going to get pumped up every time we play them, no matter what, you know, what the circumstances are. So it's, it's tough because all the Cubs fans are still going to be treated like these are the biggest games the Cubs should win, blah, blah, blah. Sox fans are going to shove it down your throat, as we probably would have if the roles were reversed, but they're not. So it sucks. But that's just how it is. Saw a lot of good things today. I mean, the Cubs had to face Lance Lynn. He's probably at this point the Cy Young favorite in the American League. So I mean, that's no, that's no, uh, that's no small task. But they were able to scratch one, I think, on him. I'm not. Let's see if it was charged to him or not. Yeah, so that run was charged to him. <clears throat> Kopech, although, was the one who allowed it on a sack fly from David Bodie. And uh, Hendricks was on the mound for the Cubs today. Hendricks looked pretty good. He had that rocky fourth inning where he allowed two runs. Uh, a lot of soft contact from him today, which is just awesome to see. It's really unfortunate for the Cubs and for Hendricks that that he had to face up with Lance Lynn. Our best, the Cubs' best chance to win this uh, a game this series is probably today. But at the same time, the White Sox' best chance to win the game was today with Lance Lynn on the mound. So, really bad, bad lineup for for Kyle Hendricks. Really unfortunate, but he went out there. He threw six innings, only allowed the two runs, three walks. Two of them were intentional to Cesar Hernandez to get Lance Lynn up on the mound or up at the plate. With the bases loaded and two outs, he was able to get him uh, striking out, swinging both times. So that was nice. Kyle Hendricks overall, six innings, seven hits, two runs, and seven strikeouts. So it's a good White Sox team. You know, they can really hit the ball. They're struggling at the plate a little bit, but that doesn't take anything away from them. Not at all. So it's definitely nice to see Hendricks come out and do exactly what we expect him to do. He's in his ERA for the season now down to three six eight. Which, if you would have said that back, said that to me back in late April, early May, you uh, you know we all would have been like, okay, that makes a lot more sense than what he was throwing early in the season. So that's nice to see. But as far as the offense, there wasn't much going on until the eighth inning. They didn't. The Cubs didn't score until the seventh inning on a David Bodie sacrifice fly. They had ten hits overall, but you have to think obviously majority of those came later in the game. But I think the big story of the day today for the Cubs is they won the Craig Kimbrell trade. Only took about a week. Kimbrell comes in in the bottom of the eighth inning to to shut it down and be that bridge to Liam Hendricks. But he comes in and gives up two hits to start the inning. And then Andrew Romine, who hasn't homered in a major league game since 2017, which was with the Tigers, takes Craig Kimbrell deep to right field to tie the game. You know, I uh, after the Cesar Hernandez home run to make it four to one in the top of the eighth, <clears throat> I kind of shut off, or it was the top of the seventh. I kind of shut off 
And I was like, oh, here we go again. You know, there was a little bit of fight. It's always nice to see a little bit of fight. And then Cesar Hernandez kind of ended that. <laughs> and then, sure enough, Andrew Romine, who's had a pretty good stretch since he's been called up. He's hitting 438 with an 1125 OPS. He had two hits today, three RBIs. So he's looked real nice so far. And he's made a couple nice plays at shortstop, which a, a team in, in, in this kind of condition could always use some shortstop help. But he takes uh, he takes Kimbrel deep to right field, which is just hilarious. It's just so funny. He he looks so weird in that uniform, and then he comes in, and gives up a three run bomb that ties the game, and he just looked baffled. He really looked like 2019 Kimbrel back on that Wrigley mound. So it's pretty fitting. But I, I saw something rolling around Twitter that Kimbrel <coughs> has with every time he's joined a new team. He had in his first ten appearances, he has given up a uh, he has an appearance with at least three runs. So that, that's kind of weird. I mean, he's an all Hall of Fame pitcher, and you know we saw it in 2019 with the Cubs, with the Padres, with the Red Sox. He did it, but in majority of his appearances with the that came with the Braves, the first team he came up with, I think it was around 250 appearances. He didn't give up three runs one time. So that's pretty crazy. That's just one of those things where baseball is weird. You know, there's there's just not much else to say besides baseball is weird. You have Andrew Romine who hasn't homered in over four years in a major league game, facing a guy who has only given up two runs all season, with and then gets traded and faces a team that traded him, and he gives up a three run game tying homer. So that was pretty cool. And then bottom of the ninth, Cubs had a chance to to win the game with Matt. I believe we got Matt Duffy on base, singled to right to the right side. Stole second base, and then Ian Happ comes up, who Happ has, was having an okay day, pretty solid contact, had that double in the first inning. But he comes up facing Liam Hendricks and strikes out with uh, Matt Duffy on second base, sending the game to extra innings. And the extra innings were not very uh, nice to the Cubs. Manny Rodriguez comes in for the Cubs and immediately gives up a two-run line drive opposite field home run to Brian Goodwin. Very similar to the home run he gave up to the Nationals, Yadiel Hernandez. Um, I think Manny Rodriguez is pretty much dead proof that velocity is just not enough anymore. It's definitely, it's flashy. It's awesome. But velocity is just, is not enough alone to get yourself through a major league inning. And we're seeing that. And he's only made three major league appearances. So he's got plenty of time to work on it. There's, you know, there's no worries but I think it's just proof that you need more than just velocity. And I think he can get there. But he comes in, gives up that two-run homer, and then proceeds to give up three more base hits. He gives up one more run before being pulled for Michael Rucker. And Michael Rucker actually ends up get, getting all three outs, two strikeouts, gets the Cubs out of the inning. And then Frankie Schwindel, Frank the Tank, He's actually he's, he's looked okay for the Cubs. He had two hits today and then a two-run homer to begin the inning. So kind of weird that uh, in the 10th inning, both teams had a leadoff two-run homer. That's just one of those weird things that who knows if we'll ever see again if the rule doesn't stick. But it's nice to see some fight in the Cubs, and I think that really lends back to the culture that was created and, and the culture that's going to stay even though all those players who helped build it are really not here anymore besides Wilson Contreras. And Contreras didn't even start today. He came in late in the game as a as a bat. <laughs> so 
I think that's something to watch the rest of the season is just that fight. You know, we're not going to, we're not going to be favorites to win most games and that's okay for now. We can handle that for two months. It's going to suck, especially when you're playing the White Sox. It's going to suck, but you're just seeing that fight. You saw it in Colorado, that that nice two uh, that two out inning where Patrick Wisdom ended it ended it with a three run double that put the Cubs on top, and that was enough to win the game. You're just going to if we can see that throughout the rest of the season, I'll feel really good going into the off season. So that's something to keep an eye on. It's just that fight. And, you know, it might it might have something to do with David Ross. I mean, he was here in 2016. He was here last year. There's just so much excitement in the dugout. There's still so much energy. And that energy breeds a, an environment you want to play in no matter what the score is. So guys are still going up to the plate ready to hit. They're not going to give up an at-bat, especially right now. It's so important not to give, an at-bat, give up an at-bat because – I mean, we're a triple-A team playing a major league schedule at this moment. <clears throat> so you could be sent right back down any moment. So you came up, you keep playing hard. You keep playing while well, you're looking at Andrew Roman. He's going to be the everyday shortstop for the rest of the season if he keeps playing like this until Nico Horner comes back, obviously. But then maybe move him over to second base, you know? If, he, if he's going to continue to hit and fight like this, he's going to stay with us the rest of the season. And then who knows, make make himself another job for next year. Same thing with Rafael Ortega. I'm not sure what his control is for the rest of the season, but you know, you keep playing like that, he's hitting over 400 since the All-Star break. You're going to earn yourself a job, whether with, whether it's with the Cubs or somebody else in the major leagues. So I think that's the goal for all these guys, especially the ones on a, on a one-year deal or the guys that are just coming up from the minor leagues. Go out there and earn yourself a job, and we're seeing it. Not enough from the bullpen or the pitchers, unfortunately, but – we're getting there, you know, one step at a time. So, Cubs fans, just stay the course. Make sure to keep your focus on the guys that are going to be here. You see Bodie. Keep your eye on Bodie. Keep your eye on Alec Mills. I've been saying it for the last two, three weeks, even before the trade deadline. is. Alec Mills is going to be here for a while. Keep your eye on him. You know, he's going to play an important role. And if what Ricketts said on Marquee, that he truly believes the Cubs are going to be contenders next season, Alec Mills is going to be a part of it. So keep an eye on him, Bodie, Ian Happ. I mean, he's just having an abysmal year. So that's not news, but <clears throat> just keep an eye on him. If he can start to put something together, give him, give us a little bit of excitement going into next season. And Schwindel, I mean, right now, Frank Schwindel is our first baseman. There's really no other option. So he goes out there, he can earn himself another job. He can be the opening day starter at first base. Who knows? We're we not we're not really stacked at first base in our in our system. So it's Schwindel. There's Bryce Ball, who the Cubs acquired in the Jock Peterson trade, but he's still kind of working his way through. So we might not likely see him until the spring training next season at the earliest, and that might just be kind of a flyer. Say, hey, why don't you join us for a couple days? So if I'm Frank Schwindel, I mean, it's his job to earn right now, and I think that's a fun position to be in. And uh, I mean, Ian Happ, he, there's not much else to say about Ian Happ is that something's got to change. He went from being your everyday center fielder to now being a platoon left or right fielder. So there's plenty of room for him to grow. Can't get much worse. Hopefully this is his floor. It doesn't get any uh, lower than this, but who knows? And we're seeing same thing with David Bodie, hard contact. He's going to play a, he can play a vital role in it. 
very, very good team. And I think we'll see that next year or the year after that. So that's about all I got in today's game. Not much else to say is, you know, you love to see the fight. You love to see the late late game runs. Even after the Cubs gave up four runs in the top of the eight, they still came back with that two-run homer. Just gives you a good feeling. Doesn't leave that bad taste in your mouth, especially when you're playing the Southsiders. So tomorrow's game against the White Sox at Wrigley Field, same 120 start on the mound for the Cubs. It's Adbert Elzelay, who is 4-11 with a 4.85 ERA, facing Carlos Rodon, who's having a very resurgent year at 8-5 with a 2.49 ERA. <clears throat> He's having a little rough patch, but I mean, a 2.49 ERA on the year is just spectacular. And for a while there, I'd say he was right next to Lance Lynn as a favorite for the AL Cy Young. <clears throat> so – that's going to be a tough one. Another tough one for the Cubs tomorrow. I mean, it doesn't get any easier. You face Lance Lynn, who's got a, I think after today, lowered his ERA under, under two. So, I mean, it, it's no easy task. So tomorrow, just same thing. Keep those good at bats rolling. We need to see Alex Light kind of turn a corner at some point. You're seeing a lot of home runs, just like, just like we've seen with Arietta. You're seeing just so many home runs given up by Alzelay. And if he can just cut down by half, I mean, he's, you can see the stuff, man. He strike he, he strikes out and he can strike out guys whenever he wants. So you just gotta he's just gotta start to build some momentum here. There's some speculation that the Cubs are might when they bring up Justin Steele, bring in a uh, six man rotation to ease Alzali with his you know his innings count. You know, at some point you have to definitely have to let the guy go. I mean, I think he's 28, 26. So he's not he's not a young guy that you gotta protect anymore. He's gotta go out there and earn it just like the rest of the position players that are up here right now. Azulay's got to go out there and earn it. And, you know, that's a 120 game on a Saturday against the White Sox, who are just dominating their division. They're going to cakewalk through the rest of the season, <clears throat> and they're feeling good about themselves. I heard a lot of let's go White Sox chants. You know, hopefully some of the Cubs players take that personally tomorrow. And, I mean, it's not like the White Sox offense is just tearing the cover off the ball. Yeah, they scored eight runs today, but other than that, They've been, they haven't really been able to put many runs on the board. So Alzali hopefully can rack up some strikeouts, get us through five or six, and then we can see what we got the rest of the inning there. As for a fly the W pick. Hmm. So Carlos Rodon is tough. He's a hard thrower, good cur or good slider. I think Wilson Contreras after an off day, not really an off day because he, he uh, came in late in the game as a replacement. I think I'll go with Wilson Contreras. He usually plays pretty well against the White Sox. Especially, unfortunately, he doesn't get to face Giolito, who he's pretty much dominated in his career anytime he's got to face him, which is fun to see. But I think I'll go with uh, Wilson Contreras. So I think that'll end us for today here at Cubs on Tap. Don't forget you can follow us at Cubs on Tap, Cubbies on Tap, C-U-B-B-I-E-S on Tap on Twitter. Check out all of our stuff at ontapsportsnet.com. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next time.